Today on the podcast, I share with Jason how strategic generosity and infusing humanity into my business proposition has been pivotal to my success. This is Digital Bacon FM. I need a little bit of Mr. Barnes now. We have to always do something like this. I don't understand what's going on here. Hello, Mr. Barnes. How are you today? Is that it? I thought there was some <laughs> catchy punchline that was going to come after that. Turn it up. You know, have some rip- How's that one? We'll do that again. I was going to say, have some have some witty report uh, response to, but clearly not. Mm, I'm a bit behind. Hang on. Let me try this one. Tune us in. Lock us on. And tattoo us on your brain. Okay. <laughs> that, that sounds more like me, especially that last that latter language for sure. Yeah, because you're big into your tattoos. We know that. Did you notice the way that I said for sure there? I basically copied the way that you said for sure with your northeastern British accent with your South African DNA thrown in. Normally a South African would say, is it? <laughs> yes. Um, a very happy new year to you, sir. I do believe this is the first time that we have... Um, partaken of each other's company on your show for the year 2019. Am I correct? Absolutely. And uh, I think we stopped midway in December. Lots has happened since then. You went to Australia. I went absolutely by all anyway. Yeah, lucky you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, did yeah, you Yeah, I got back. Uh, I did have a, I had a great time. I had a fantastic time. Uh, the sun was shining. Um, the birds were singing. Um, the grass was beautifully green. The beaches were uh, sensationally uh, golden, and the blue of the sea was azure in its quality. Yeah, that's my silence. Like me, I had rain, <laughs> I had sunshine, I had boiling heat. I don't, I don't think I've spoken to you since I also damaged the Merc. Have you really? Oh, that's not good. <laughs> no. How, how, how's this for a cock up of a Friday? So my crown fell out. And you know that I like my teeth quite a bit. So it was a Friday, a long weekend Friday. So I thought, I can't have no front teeth for for a weekend. Not that I go anywhere, but anyway, just a self-conscious thing. So I drive 120 kilometers to the dentist in the closest town. And he says, oh, that's not a problem. Uh, Indian chap, excellent dentist. He says, I'll glue it back on for you. So boom, he glues it back on. He says, that's 200 rand. I'm going, woo! You know, it's a bit of a luck. That's a bargain. Absolutely. And then I drove the Merc back, and I was in a pretty cheerful mood. And you know how I enjoy putting my foot down on the accelerator. A little. Indeed, yes. Um, And some other wanker in a truck had lost a leaf spring. Now, if you imagine the leaf spring on a truck, it's probably about 45 centimeters long by about half an inch thick. And because it was about 40 degrees and the sun was shining on the road, I didn't see it. So I I hit it and it turned sideways and and basically at 45 degrees cut through the bottom of the Mercedes Benz all the way through to the fuel tank. (laughs) Wow, really? Yeah. Um, So it must have bought about a three quarters of a meter gash in the bottom of the car. I lost all of the fuel in the tank and I just filled up. But more than anything, I'm so lucky that it didn't spark. 
yeah. <laughs> because My it would God. have gone boom. You've been on fire at 150 kilometers an hour down that road, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the problem was that it... <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason you gave up stunt acrobats, right? Aerobatics, right? Well, it's definitely a way to go. I mean, th that would be a great thing to put on. <laughs> We've buried Jason in 350 different places because he went out with a bang. <laughs> Not the bang I'd want to go out with, but anyway. Um, so I, have, I have visions of, uh, of Concorde crashing just outside of uh, Paris when you uh, <laughs> described that to me. Wow. In all you the, were lucky. In, in, yeah, I was very lucky. Um, and, and then, um, like, the, the mate owns a garage down that way, so I, I towed it to the garage with my good friend Gary, and we left it there. So then I phoned the insurance, and they said, no problem, you know, we'll cover it. Just phone Mercedes-Benz. So I phoned Mercedes-Benz, and they said, yeah, that it's, it's a fuel tank. It's plastic. So I'm thinking, oh, thank God, it's not going to be too bad. They said, it's 20,000 Rand just for the fuel tank wow. without the pumps. So <laughs> I thought, oh, here we go. So I phoned a, um, a car wrecking place. Well, they, they buy wrecked cars and take them apart and sell the parts. And I got it for 950. So all things didn't end too badly with that one. And my tooth is yeah. still stuck on. You know what? That day, it would have been cheaper to fly to Hong Kong Go to Thailand, have it stuck on, and come home. And with that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to bring this morning's show to a close. I'd like to thank my guest, Jason Black, for coming on and uh, regaling us with the uh, tra tra travesties and trials of his, uh, of his long of his cob. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks very much for tuning in. What song would you like me to play? <laughs> Yeah, we need it. We needed to have a catch up before we get onto the serious things about like making lots of money, which you do take great pleasure in doing. Let's have it on Monopoly. Well, sir. I take seriously. I would suggest. Yeah. Well, okay. So just to sort of fine tune things back into uh, you know what we normally talk about. Yeah, it wasn't um, a good segue. Which is, is essentially how to build a monopoly from nothing with no money invested. And uh, for first time listeners to your show. Um, over the last uh, three or four months, we've been working our way through a collection of material um, mm. that uh, comes from the Monopoly Planner, which is an information product that uh, my um, uh, business is selling via the internet. Uh, and um, the blueprint to the Monopoly Planner is essentially how to build a monopoly from nothing we normally invested. And so we're working our way through the 36 chapters of uh, the Monopoly Planner uh, material. Uh, and we're up to chapter 15 today, which we um, we're going to talk about strategic generosity in your connection economy business model. Hmm. Um, last week, we were taught, or the last time we spoke, we were talking about WordPress and how to build a content platform and how to uh, develop your taxonomy, which will you know sync your uh, platform into the internet with content that speaks exactly to your niche with all the information that anybody could ever possibly want to have about um, your niche is all available to them with all the questions answered that they would be typically asking and therefore uh, you go on to dominate that particular uh, part of the internet with your particular niche material. Um, so once you've got your platform and you're turning your attention to, you know, the elements of your connection economy business model. Uh, one of the elements that uh, we found to be uh, absolutely pivotal to success is uh, what I've couched as strategic generosity. Okay. And uh, strategic, strategic generosity is 
sort of works on this idea that um, the internet is a communication medium and in order for you to uh, create business opportunities on the internet, you've got to have relationships and uh, to have relationships, you need to sort of remove all the functional impediments to any of those relationships occurring. Uh, and there are a variety of different sort of techniques that you can use to sort of bring about positive relationship creation dynamics like that. But one of them is essentially just drawing down on this idea that uh, um, we are all sort of wired from an evolutionary perspective to um, respond positively uh, in, with a sense of sort of debt, if you will. If if I do something for you, you have this innate sense that, you know, I've got to do something for you. I owe you a favor. I've got to give it mm. back in due course. Um, so tapping into that, what's known as the law of reciprocity from yep. the science of persuasion, concept of strategic generosity can be applied in your connection economy business model to bring about, as I said, the relationships that, uh, that the connection economy engenders. So strategic generation generosity sort of takes the form of sort of sharing generally, um, sharing information that you have with people that is going to help them. Share whatever resources that you've got, you know, within your, uh, you know, within your sort of capability mm. uh, and possession. Share those resources and make them available to other people who could, you know, get value out of them. Um, invest your trust in people. Mm. Um, in, in small ways um, that can have a profound sort of impact um, given, you know, the idea that, uh, you know, generosity is what's underpinning the uh, the act of, uh, uh, of trust. And uh, share your connections. Sorry. Yeah, go on. Now, is, is there any particular value or is it a principle of um, giving something away rather than the value of what you give away? Well, it's a principle, right? It's mm. this sort of idea that uh, when we were on the savannah, uh, whatever number of hundreds of <laughs> generations thousands of years ago, ago uh-huh. a long time ago, right? Um, uh, we had a, a system of sort of mutual codependency, mm. and uh, we had to look after each other. And as a result of looking after each other, we um, we thrived and prospered, and we became what what we are today as a species. Mm. Uh, so still innate to us as, you know, the part of the human condition is this idea that I'll do something, if I do something for you, uh, I've got this sort of nagging doubt in the back of my mind. At some stage, I need to return that favor for you. Mm. So like, like um, I, I hunted the antelope and then somebody in the cave ironed and washed my loincloth. Uh, along those lines, <laughs> yeah. Along those lines. Yes. But like a, an example an example of strategic generosity, Um that sort of sort of came about yesterday, actually, on my part. It cost me nothing but a minute, minute of my time. There's there's a there's a lady who um, has a business which is about changing your behaviour in relation to food, changing your relationship with food. Um, so she's a kind of a, a, an Ooh. eating coach, if you will. I know it sounds a bit esoteric, right? But um, hmm. the bottom line is that the broccoli you know, a large whisperer. Number, well. <laughs> A large, a large percentage of the population would genuinely like to lose weight. Uh, an equal, an, an equal, an equally large percentage of the, an equally large percentage of the population would like to do weight, would like to lose weight, but basically, either don't do anything about it or do the wrong things uh, and don't get the results that they're looking for, notwithstanding all good efforts and intentions on their part. 
So what this lady does is uh, she, she she teaches people essentially how to change your relationship with food. Now, I've, I've fathomed this out for myself over the last 20 months or so because of the sort of, you know, the, the fitness renaissance that I, I embarked on all that uh-huh. all those months ago. So so I have I, I have I know that what she's selling is absolutely right. It's absolutely, you know, trustworthy. Um, and uh, I figured what she's saying on Facebook is worthy of recognition from someone who, who isn't a customer of hers, but has gone through that process themselves and can, can actually speak to what she has and validate it publicly, even if it's just in a small way on Facebook. So I took a minute and basically commented on a post of hers saying to her that I've experienced all of this and what she's saying is absolutely accurate. And I hope that, you know, her people who read her material can really appreciate, you know, how right she is and the value that she can add, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to their efforts to essentially change their relationship with food. So um, took me one minute just to sort of put that out there for her yesterday, completely honest, full of integrity and um, cost me nothing, essentially. Hmm. So you know, there's a, a, a simple example of strategic generosity. Um, other things can be, you know, if, one of your clients or someone who you know could use a bit of a, a leg up um, finds their way into one of your social media streams. It, it only costs, it doesn't cost you anything, you know, just to forward it on or to repost it or to retweet it or whatever, uh, just to sort of, you know, help them along in some small way. Mm. Uh, cumulatively, all of those things taken together amount to small acts of strategic generosity. So um, uh, that's, uh, you know, another element of, um, uh, of, of how to use generosity um, for you know in the context of a connection economy business model. Now, if, if I remember correctly, when I first met up with you and and uh, engaged your services, if I remember correctly, you gave away a free book online. Um, actually, we give away a free do-it-yourself kit. Yeah. Well, well, yes. Yeah. So, so actually, there's. There's two things. We've got the Hong Kong Visa Handbook, which is the definitive do-it-yourself guide to the Hong Kong Visa process. Um, and that's got, oh, it's got thousands and thousands of resources on it. And it um, uh, basically gives you everything you could possibly need to uh, uh, attain Hong Kong Visa without paying for any professional help doing it all yourself. Mm. So we've got that one one big asset, and that's available to everybody anyway. Um uh, but we also have another sort of sub-asset uh, in that guise, uh, which is uh, designed specifically for people who are making the type of application that we helped you with, which was a permanent residency application. So we have a do-it-yourself uh, kit as well. So the um, materials available to them in both a sort of a general or encompassing format and in a bit of a sort of a laser-like format. But, but all our clients get that as a um, as an opportunity uh, before they instruct us professionally. They can certainly look at that to determine whether they want to do it themselves or not. Mm, okay. All right. Okay. And, and across the board, what sort of generosity have you seen or, or, or little things that you've given away that have overly impressed you? Uh, well, that I've seen of others. Mm. Um, that I take away and think that was that, that was a nice effort. Um, uh, for me, for me, it's mainly when I go out and eat somewhere, and they will give you something to try, or they'll give you a complimentary glass of champagne, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which is part of hospitality, but it it goes a long way. Or indeed, you don't see that much. You don't see it that often, do you? Really, no, all things considered. And, and, and the other one is the follow up call the next day. 
which mm. I'm which I'm always impressed by. Yeah, you know, I mean, and that's, that's just giving good away time. Practice, sure, right? sure. Yeah, yeah, that's good business practice. Um, let me. You've asked. You've, you've put me on the spot there because I'm a great believer in um, you know surprising people mm. uh, uh, with with random acts of generosity and other things that cost you effectively nothing but a little bit of effort and a little bit of time. Mm. Um, and I can't recall any specific instance where I've bounced away from that and thought, oh, that was really good. They, they did the right thing there. Well, um, I've got I'll, a, I'll give I've you got a good a, one. I've got a general sense. Yeah, sorry. I've got a general sense that it's happened in the last two or three months, but I can't, you know, I can't put my finger absolutely on absolutely on which effort it was. But but yeah, go on, share with me. Well, the, the chaps who fixed my Merck um, are a family that's in Underberg, and uh, because I was going to put it through the insurance, it needed to go to a registered um, mechanic as opposed to the chaps yeah. that normally do it. And yeah. he's also building two Land Rovers, like the green one that I did, and he's always phoned and said, I'm looking for some spare parts. Do you have any? And he comes across and he grabs whatever he needs because I've got a, a bloody shed full of old Land Rover bits. Yeah. And uh, he came and took a door. And I mean, for me, it's just giving me space. So I've got no no problem yeah. with it at all. So they fixed the car, delivered the car. And then about two hours later, I just get a message and he says, just to say thanks very much for all the little bits and pieces that you've given us over the time for the Land Rovers, there's no charge to fix the Merc. Yeah, nice. It was very, nice. very nice. But, you know, I have this innate sense of, okay, well, that was very kind. Let me repay that kindness. So then sorted them out a nice room for him and his girlfriend to go and stay at Moorcroft and everything. So the value equates itself over over the time because I, I know what it would have cost in terms of time for him to do it, although it didn't really cost him anything because we bought the parts anyway. So um, that reciprocity well, definitely makes a difference. Well, yeah, and especially d double down in your instance because you're a big softy and you always come good, not molest, because that's the man that you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there you go, right? That's the natural law of the universe when you get right down to it. Yeah, I've been trying what to give my father away in an act of generosity, but it's not working. He's like he, he's like a boomerang. <laughs> that bugger, he keeps coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, so uh, carrying on with sort of gen hang on, hang on. So let, let's sort of you know uh, have another couple of minutes on <laughs> on, on generosity, the notions of generosity. So the sharing, right? Yes. So you can be strategically generous by. Uh, efforts of sharing and then you can be strategically generous by giving out on social media in small ways another way is to you know genuinely seek to make other people successful encourage and inspire them mm. there are very few it's a very very I, I i seldom see publicly or hear from uh others that i'm talking to uh real sort of generous acts of um, encouragement by leaders that uh, have got relationships with people that they deem, you know, a certain sort of level of responsibility for. Now, that's not to suggest that that's not happening out there because, you know, there's plenty of true leaders out there and that's how they, you know, that's how they um, motivate and direct their troops to, you know, success, all things considered. But, but I, I don't hear a lot of, you know, uh, in the, public domain if you will or in the zeitgeist about the real genuine significance of um seeking to encourage others you know wanting them to be successful and mm. trying to inspire them what what do you uh, well, you know what's I, your take on that what, you know you you've coined the the, the phrase strategic generosity and I'm mm. trying to put those two things because they're at odds for me because one is with the intent to get 
a benefit back from it, whereas generosity at its true sense should be something that's giving without expectation of a return. When you when you make hang it a, a strategic minute. generosity, it's like, hmm. Well, no, 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 because implied, implied, implied. Okay, the lawyer's coming out in me, right? I know. <laughs> in, in your, in your implied, in your implied, in your definition is that you're doing it for the with, with the intent of outcome. Um, strategic generosity for me is not about intent of, of desired outcome. Strategic generosity is about the act of positively doing it strategically, because you know there will be a good positive result which emanates from it, not that you're expecting anything directly from the effort. No, uh, and it's strategic, and it's strategic in as much as it, it's part and parcel of, of, of your, your, your overall connection economy business model, which is based on intelligent content marketing, which is, mm. you know, all the stuff we've talked about or we will talk about, such as idea virus, um, social responsibility, um, Law of reciprocity, as we're, we're discussing here in terms of strategic generosity, mm-hmm. um, uh, disruptive pricing, a, a platform contact, a content platform, all of that kind of you know stuff that uh, uh, purple cowism and the like that goes to make up uh, an interesting business model. So um, strategic generosity for me is, is really about the act of, of doing it positively because you know the law of the universe works in your favor and you're going to get something back from it on the one hand. And number two, that strategic generosity is kind of part of the software of your operating system, your, your, your total platform, and it's one one element of it which will, um, you know, positively magnify all the other elements together as well. Mm. Okay. Yep. The, okay. Lo- the lawyer. Uh, so can. anyway, indeed, yeah. So so back to you then. So I was asking you, you know, about this idea of um, uh, just being in the zeitgeist where where there's a, a general effort to inspire others and to, to be successful and uh, um and the like so what's your your take on that mm, i don't know really i mean it, it, as you know most of my life's been uh, in in the hospitality industry as well as in uh, communication and pr and in that business we gave away experience and time but it was charged for so it wasn't really giving anything away with the exception of the add-on benefit of my experience uh in the industry as opposed as a chef rather than or a restaurant operator as opposed to the um the pr side of it but you know in the back end of the restaurant one it's always just been hospitality driven because it goes to making a better experience you know that if you give a good experience the comeback for you is generally a positive review if somebody goes out and writes on a platform or they tell their friends so you're not intentionally doing it that uh, that they're going to go out and tell 20 of their friends because you want them to have the personal experience of of what you're doing but you know that the end result is we went there it was absolutely fantastic yeah yeah mm. all right cool so other elements of strategic generosity that you might want to sort of consider is um um aligned with this idea of encouraging and inspiring your, your team and others around you uh, that is to sort of in a sense in, infuse humanity into every level of your organization make make your business about people and uh that the outcomes that result from the relationships that uh, exist within that organization are outcomes that can genuinely be said to be the right outcome from a, a, a you know a, a human validation perspective so you know don't don't make your business all about 
policies and procedures. Um, don't uh, give, for example, your frontline team, as my team have got. Um, my team have got a budget. Anyone in my organization can spend a thousand Hong Kong dollars, which is about, about 150 US dollars, on fixing any client problem that arises there and then just you know don't worry about the cost take responsibility for the situation irrespective of what brought it about mm. and um and fix it um and you know make this person that's got this problem feel like a human mm. uh, and not part of you know some process that's working or conspiring against them to make mm. them feel ill at ease so infuse humanity and it's the same things you know when you dealing with your team and uh, going through sort of, you know, performance reviews, as it were, uh, uh, as it were. I mean, my, our performance review process is ultimately just settling on um, what, uh, to what extent clients have been satisfied with the experience that they've had all throughout, you know, the time that we've been dealing with them professionally, um, irrespective of sort of internally how they may have um uh, sort of had to sort of work work our processes or fight fires or you know scramble around to to fix problems emerging so that the client isn't impacted negatively by them. I'm less interested in that because those are learning experiences for them. They won't make the same mistake twice. I'm more interested ultimately in uh, you know what was the quality of the of the client service experience and uh, and that way we can talk about you know from a humanity perspective the performance review is really all about how they've found problems or created problems and fixed them and take responsibility for all of that. That's a very human way of dealing with things. And I'm not suggesting that the companies don't um, have their performance reviews in that fashion. But but I, I included sort of the infusion of humanity on the list of strategic generosity because this is, this is stuff that you can do that's within your control right now and basically doesn't cost you anything and it can be incredibly positive. Because if you look after, for example, your people like we try to do, they look after the clients and it's a lot easier to look after 27 uh, people in the team than is to look after 700 clients all at one time, right? So mm. so that's where our focus goes. And I think that's an example of infusing the humanity. Now, if you, you asked me if the examples I've seen now, you'll know the chap as well as I do, old Wayne Parfit in Hong Kong, Wagyu, Indeed. All, all of the restaurants. And he was a brilliant operator. Uh, very savvy, very shrewd, uh, as hard as nails. But he didn't have Facebook. He didn't have a PR company. He didn't have a marketing strategy. He didn't spend one single cent on advertising or any of the other fluff that generally goes around uh, the F&B industry. He took that money and left it in the shop, and his managers spent that money internally. So every customer, if there were a bunch of guys drinking outside, They'd take them two or three pizzas and they would feed them and keep them there, keep them drinking. So he spent yeah. the same amount of money. And as you've said, he was generous to his clients so that they felt like they were having more than value for being there. He, he was very, very yeah. good at it. He, he spent the yeah. same money, but just much, much better. Yeah, I mean, the the opportunity to leverage generosity is um uh, it's just there sitting in front of you right mm. uh, but so few people grasp it 
Mm. Um, one of the one one of the the, the the old truisms of all time is the old bumper sticker, which is you know engaging random acts of kindness. Um, no 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 one's ever sort of you know paid for me for my cup of coffee uh, at Starbucks in a random act of kindness or generosity. But... <laughs> Bollocks! <laughs> <laughs> no people, I don't. The know last time I took you for a cup of coffee, the first thing you said to me was, "Thanks for the coffee. Your hair's falling out." <laughs> there was no random acts of kindness there. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm talking about someone I don't know. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, so there we go. Right. Um, Are we on on Friday? Moving on. Well, we are, yeah. Uh, Yes, we certainly are. Is it that time already? My gosh. 10.30. Well, just to finish up then, we can can definitely get it all done. So, So another simple act of generosity that we have in my business is we have this thing called Kagi. They're a Swiss little wafer Kit Kat type product, and uh, cost me about a buck, a buck and a half, or two bucks US for a, a box, a little bag. I should say, a little gift bag. And when we return a passport to a client with a visa in it, you know, we give them one of these things. If we have somebody that comes to our office and to sign some papers, we give them one of these before they leave, and it just leaves a really, you know, positive act on, um, a, sorry, a positive impression on them, and it costs you next to nothing mm. to do. Um, and then finally, just you know, tying this back to the whole idea of building a monopoly from nothing with no money invested. Remember that uh, industrial economy expectation mindset is that everything has to be automated, and that you know it's always going to be dehumanized. So you know, when you come across strategic generosity, it's a it's a you know a USP that is almost never encountered. So uh, just by virtue of the fact that you do this. Um, you're being remarkable, and that's all about you know being a purple cow as part of um, you know the connection economy way of operating. Very good, Mr. Barnes. <laughs> I knew there'd be some special effects at the end for you today. So Friday it is. What will we be picking up with then? Um, well, what am I going to talk about next time out? I think we'll talk about how you can get your tribe to um, provide you with the content that you need for your content platform so that you've always got new material that you can be publishing um, without uh, having to scratch your head too hard about where it's going to come from. Done. Friday it is 10 o'clock my time, 4 o'clock your time. You have a great week in Hong Kong, sir. Take care. Digital Bacon FM. Join us next time for tips on how to create tribe-originated content. That is, how to get your tribe to give you what you need to be successful.